Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Friday, November 4th, 2022. One of the biggest questions that needs to be answered in our society and in the church today is what does it mean to believe? What does that mean? Uh, Because we see clearly belief is uh, so important in the Bible. Think of the most famous Bible verse, uh, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. What does it mean to believe? believe? And what if I told you that even as a Christian, even as a believer, uh, what if I told you that the, the battle to believe is really one of the biggest things you will face today and each and every day? We are in a battle for belief. And we're going to see that today in Hebrews chapter 3. Now, one illustration I remember my, my old pastor, uh, Pastor Mike Fabares used to use that I thought was really helpful in explaining believe um, and really the belief that the Bible is talking about in places like John three sixteen. It, it really is a trust where you are depending on someone. For instance, if I say I have my pilot's license, It's one thing for you to say you believe me. It's another thing to get on the plane with me. Now, I don't have my pilot's license. That's just an illustration. Do not get on any plane that I am trying to fly. It won't end well, but... Trust me, I won't be trying to fly. So we won't have to worry about that problem. But you see the difference there. It's one thing to say, oh yeah, I believe you. It's another thing to get in the plane. It's another thing to actually put your trust in someone. And that's a better picture of biblical belief. And that's where when we think about the battle for belief being an ongoing thing in the life of a Christian, uh, hopefully you see what what that means. Because lots of times we think about a battle for belief, we're, we're thinking, oh, we're talking with an atheist, someone that doesn't believe in God in a sense that they don't think God is real. Uh, no, there's a battle going on in the hearts of Christians every day that, that's not really asking, do I believe that God is real or not? But it is more of a battle. Am I going to trust God or not? Am I truly going to believe God is who he says he is or not? And so as we get into Hebrews chapter 3, we're continuing this theme that Jesus is better. Uh, he is better than the angels. And now we see very clearly he is better. He is greater than Moses is what it talks about there at the beginning of the chapter. And it talks about Moses was faithful um, as a servant. But verse 6, Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. And we are his house if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting in our hope. So there it talks about this really continuing in the faith, a confidence and boasting and hope that continues for the Christian. Uh, That's what we want. We want to continue to live that way. Now, what is the biggest obstacle to that? What we're going to clearly see a couple different places in the chapter is that the biggest obstacle is unbelief. Because he talks about, he refers to the wilderness and quotes from Psalm 95 and says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Um, And that's going back to the Old Testament when they put God to the test 
in the wilderness and they did not enter their rest. Now, why didn't they enter the rest? Verse 19 tells us that. It says, so we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. And we see a warning earlier in verse 12 saying, take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that you may that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. So there, there's the goal for the Christian. We want to hold our confidence it's firm to the end. What's the, what's the obstacle? What's the problem we may face? Unbelief is the problem. Uh, and we, we don't want to give into that. So what do we do about this unbelief? Well, first thing, I, I want you to realize what a battle that is. I think a lot of Christians don't think about that much at all, if ever. We think of the Christian life as, uh, did I do this? And did I do I do this thing that I'm supposed to do? And did I not do this thing that I'm not supposed to do? And as long as I do that, I'm I'm fine, right? Well, the Bible is full of commands and full of full of things that it's telling us, yes, do this. And no, don't do this. And we should obey those commands. But what's going to motivate that? Obedience. Well, it's belief. Belief is what's going to motivate that obedience. I trust God. I take God at his word. And because I do, well, that's going to motivate my belief. And a danger towards sin is what it describes there in verse 12, this evil, unbelieving heart, right? That's the temptation we're going to face is that our hearts fail to really believe who God is. So I want you to think through what are the temptations you will face today. I mean, we talked at the men's retreat recently about the temptations of pride, anger, and lust. All of those really come down to a battle for belief. When I am angry, am I going to believe God and trust God and forsake my anger and lift my frustrations up to him in prayer. And even think of Moses when he strikes the rock. One of the things God rebukes him for is you didn't believe me and you didn't uphold me as holy. Uh, right? When we give into anger, we're not believing God. When you give into lust, you are not believing God. Pride is a failure to believe God. Think of it if you're struggling and your battle is with anxiety today. That's really a battle. Am I going to believe God is who he says he is or not? So I want you to see today, um, we need to realize you are in a battle of belief today. So much of what's going on in your heart and then what will go on in your life is coming down to, do you believe God or not? And that's why we need to help each other. That's why verse 13 is there, exhort one another every day. This is one of the reasons why we need other believers because we all are fighting against this evil, unbelieving heart and we need other believers to say, hey, this is the truth. This is what we need to believe. This is what we need to trust in. So I want to encourage you, I want to exhort you to exhort somebody else today and to do that every day. I mean, man, even look at the way it's worded again there in verse 13, but exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today. And again, in our age of technology, it has never been easier to do that. You have text messages, phone calls, you can easily reach out to somebody every day and 
encourage them with something about the truth that they need to believe. We need to obey this command because all of us are in a battle for belief, and we need to encourage one another in that battle. And here's just one thing I want to encourage you. I want to exhort you today to believe something. And that's really, I want you to remember today to believe something that we read about yesterday at the end of chapter two. It says in the last two verses there, verses 17 and 18, therefore he, Christ, had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Do you believe that? Whatever temptation you are facing today, do you believe that Jesus Christ is there and he is able to help you in that temptation? I want to exhort you to believe that today. Well, looking at some bad examples, unfortunately, of belief, we go now to Jeremiah 27 and 20 through 29. And here we're seeing some themes that come up now a lot through the book of Jeremiah. There's this whole image of the yoke um, in verses or chapters 27 and 28. And again, you see this idea, submit to what God is doing. Put yourself under the authority of King Nebuchadnezzar and it will go well with you. And if you don't, it's going to be a big problem. And there's these false prophets saying God has broken the yoke. They're prophesying untrue things. The truth is, no, there's going to be exile for 70 years. Get used to King Nebuchadnezzar. But these false prophets want to say, no, everyone's going to come back here and God's going to break this yoke. And we see God pronounce a death sentence on a couple of these prophets even in our reading today. But you see Jeremiah encouraging them with the truth, and he gives them this letter to the exiles in chapter 29. Now, it's important to remember the context. Um, There's some things here that I think sometimes get ripped out of context in this chapter, like seek the welfare of the city. Churches, I think, sometimes take that. And should a church have some interest in the welfare of the city that it's in? Sure. But I think some churches take that and becomes, well, that's our mission statement is to be a civil service group in our city. Or also later, God says in verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. And often that verse is plastered on walls or cards without any thought to the original context in this. It's really a context that, hey, you are in exile and really you're you're there because of judgment and so this is how I want you to act there and I want you to know though that that this is not the end and that's where do those verses have any significance for us I think they do uh, but I think they're significance will actually be amplified if we understand them in the original context. But you're going to see Jeremiah continue to give these words from God, and you're going to see these words from God continue to be rejected, unfortunately, throughout the rest of the book of Jeremiah. And that's where we need to realize we are fighting that same battle of belief. It was a battle of belief in the time of Jeremiah, and the people did not believe. You are facing a battle of belief 
today. And I want to exhort you, believe the Bible. Trust God is who he says he is. Trust he will do what he says he will do. Uh, Ask him for help. Sometimes you need to cry out to God and say, God, I believe. Help my unbelief and exhort somebody else. Encourage somebody else today because we all need it as we battle an evil, unbelieving heart. That, That is the battle all of us are fighting today. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.